Hey guys, Full Time is back again for an international special midweek. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Matt Olson, and Marcel and Alex are with me. Say hello, fellas. Hey, guys. Hey. All right. The international break uh, was amongst us, and it was an eventful one, to say the least. Um, a great turnout in both Sydney and Brisbane. Um, competitive game with South Korea, and then Timmy's farewell, a 3-0 defeat over a side that we thought were pretty weak in Lebanon. But um, I saw you might have some things to say about the Lebanese team. Uh, where do we... Where, sorry? Saying I do, of course I do. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Uh, to start off, boys, I just want your thoughts on what players you thought impressed and uh, maybe, you know, what's your ideal starting eleven? Right, so... Um, my first two would have to be Boyle and Mobile would definitely knock in on the door on the wing. I mean, Cruz and Lecky, they did. I mean, Lecky scored last night, obviously, but Cruz and Lecky for me, those two just didn't have as big as an impact as Boyle and um, Mobile did. And um, those two are really direct players and fit Arnie style a lot more than, let's just say, Cruz. I mean, Lecky could knock on the door up front, like I read today, actually, that um, Arnie was potentially thinking about having three pacey forward, so whether that takes Tommy Juric out of the equation, who knows, but yeah, we'll see, but those two are my two standouts. Yeah, I would, also, I would also say um, uh, Boyle, pretty, he's done pretty well, um, you know, scoring the two goals against against Lebanon, um, coming on for his debut against South Korea, I thought he did pretty well. Um, yeah, I think out of all the players, I think he's the one that just stands out the most out of everyone. Like, Mabil as well, don't get me wrong, big talent for the future. But uh, Boyle coming out basically out of nowhere. Like, he was basically an unknown quantity up until, say, two months ago. And now all of a sudden, everyone's uh, bragging on about him. Well, he, he impressed us fairly quickly. Like, that, I mean, there's making an impact, and then there's doing what Martin Boyle was able to do throughout these two games. Um He's, you know, it, it, it is only Lebanon, but I think um, he, he showed a lot of decent composure in front of goal, and he's he sort of he's sort of you know deserved it. Um, I guess with with him not being on the scene, um, there's a lot of guys in Scotland actually. The more the more research you do, Scotland is uh, really uh, unbeknown to a lot of us because we don't really a lot of us don't rate it as a league. But there's also a lot of underrated guys even in their even in their their second tier as well. A lot of Australians. Um, playing there at the moment, and although Boyle is actually a Scotsman, unlike some of those other guys, I mean, do you, do you, are you guys aware of Lyndon Dykes? Place for Queen of the yeah. South. Yes, I yeah. heard of him. Read a story Sorry. about him the other day. Yeah. Um, well, there is a lot of that um, untapped talent and untapped players inside leagues like Scotland, but the question is, like, Scottish Second Division, is it worthy of a national call-up oh i'm i'm by no means I'm, I'm by no means saying like search through scotland i'm just saying that um we do actually have a lot of talent there and if if a scottish player like martin boyle is, is someone that we can sort of you know point towards um maybe we should look at, at, at finding some of these other talents to, to to get through there um not to be putting them directly into the team but to sort of see if we can um you know so maybe radar basically yeah, put put them on the radar, yeah, and, and get and get a bit of a system. Like the way we play could easily be modelled off off the way some of these Scottish clubs play. I say that because 
um, Boyle, you know, obviously fitted to our system very well. And there's probably someone in Scotland who's, who's thinking something up that's that's just as good, you know. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, it's it's just the, the inspiration, I think, um, is something that, that we could look towards. But, you know, it, it is what it is, I guess. Um, more specifically on the game, I'm, I'm going to start with career, obviously, on uh, Saturday night. Do you think we were lucky to get the draw or was the uh, result sort of deserved? I think we deserved to draw after that performance. I mean, we had them on the ropes for probably the majority of the game. I feel that we were the better side. So to get a draw, I think, was a fair result. Um, look, I'm maybe going to disagree just a little bit. Probably an unpopular opinion. We were very lucky to get that draw, I guess. In the, in the literally the last kick of the game, there were questions about the goal itself, um, the, the legitimacy behind it. Look, don't get me wrong, it was a great game to watch, but I just feel that Shredder could have done a lot better with the talent yeah. that we have on the side. And a South Korean team that isn't um, star-studded as we're used to, a lot of them do play in their national league, um, I just thought yeah. that we probably should have done a lot better than what we presented on the field on, on Saturday. Well, all we had to really do on Saturday night was just finish. That's the only thing we really couldn't do. I mean, we had that one counter-attack which I scored off, which I thought we were completely unlucky, but that's what happens when you have Sainsbury. He doesn't really get much game time, so his match fitness is a bit off. But I thought we we could have won that game if, obviously, our finish was, finishing was better. But it is what it is. And I feel that's a consistent problem with Australia as well. Like, sweep aside Lebanon for a bit. Um, we don't have a a out-and-out striker who can actually score. All our goals have come from pacey wingers from defenders from penalties from someone else that isn't a striker the last time that we scored from an actual dedicated striker was a couple of games ago and it was um gianu against kuwait and that was the first time in a long time that a striker had actually scored and he didn't get picked for these yeah, two international he, friends he, as well which is quite games. funny I think with Gianni, that was probably a bit, a bit deserved, to be honest. To be honest. I, I think he's he's shown a lot of decent quality at times, but I think um, we, we picked the right guys for this um, international window, to, to be honest with you. But on the point... Uh, on the on the point that was just being made about Korea's lineup being weak, I think that you know I I don't I'm not I'm not disappointed by this and I'm certainly not angry about it, but um, I think given given the the lineup that was there that was sort of you know put down by South Korea and the game was on home soil as well, we really could have done you know we, we really could have done a lot better and I would have liked to have seen the win, but I'm I'm not going to get too miserable about it. Although. Uh, I didn't actually watch the game in, in full, I should note as well. Uh, I was obviously out having drinks with uh, Tony Popovich at a W League game. So, so um, yeah, no, I just, um, I, I think the the biggest thing for me is the fact that um, that South Korean lineup, uh, whilst not perfect, um, still restricted us. And we really have to be careful about that because, you know, the, the opponents that we're about to face in the UAE. Um, you know, teams like Syria and that, we really, we really can't underestimate them. We, we really cannot. And um, we're going to show respect to basically a second 11 from South Korea and, you know, not be able to beat them. Uh, for me, there are some worrying signs there that the mentality might not be right on Gray Arnold's end. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I don't know. Is it could be the fact that maybe 
because it's a new coach, he's developing his own style. Maybe the team isn't as comfortable yet with with the way that he plays or that he well, wants. Well, remember Korea have a new coach as well after the World Cup. Yes, that is true. So it could go both ways. Yeah, I, I uh, again, if I had watched the coverage in full, I probably would have known that, but I didn't. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, I guess they were they were doing their own um, bit of fixing here and there. And yeah, it, it was it was Arnie's obviously first game as well, which didn't really cross my mind. Um, look, uh, I guess first we're still working. First home game in Australia. Oh, right, because Kuwait played against Kuwait. I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, look, I just um, I think, you know, we, we were composed enough and there's enough positive sides, uh, signs. There might be some negative ones, but there were definitely positive ones. Something I want to bring up before we get onto the Lebanon game as well, guys. Um, is it okay having Rogic and Moy in the same team? Because I feel like one can thrive without the other, and at times the two of them sort of get in each other's way. Uh, and well, then, you know, the question sort of comes up of, of what formation do you play in and what systems um, can you can you sort of arrange so that they actually do thrive. Um, but, you know, I just I feel like they can actually make the, the best of their ability with one sort of on the bench, um, which is, is unfortunate because they're both extremely talented players, but they get in the way at times. We talk about the fact that, that Rogic and Moy don't step up for the team. It's because they can't step up for the team playing together. Um, I think I they mean, can play together. Sorry, just to point out, I think they can play I, together, but they are they have their talents respectively. But I do think they can play together. But I do take your point, uh, Matt, that if one is benched, the other one can thrive as well. I think if those two play together, they need someone in that melee role, in that Yedinak role, like that hardcore defensive midfielder to yeah. show off the mids and control them control everything defensively because so, those two aren't defensive players. Something I want there. Something I want to I mean, reference because I think that's you're, you've actually. I'm sorry to interrupt, Alex, but you've actually just nailed my key point about this. Mm-hmm. Remember in Aaron Moyes' championship season how much he dominated that competition. Do you, do you ever remember seeing that stat about the game where he actually ended up having more possession than the entire Wolves team combined? Like. Like if you if you put him in that in that central defensive role, he can have the ball and he can keep it for bloody he can he can keep it and he can do great things with it. And mm. Rogic is that same sort of player that gets in his way. Now, do you play a diamond formation and have Moy defensive and uh, and uh, and have um, Rogic at the central attacking position, perhaps? But I still think they need the majority of the possession to be able to do the right things with it, as Rogic does for Celtic and as Moy does for Huddersfield. So. Um, yeah, and I do have another point coming up about that as well with the diamond formation, but we'll get to it after the Lebanon game because of a particular player that I want to mention um, in that. So I guess on regards to Korea and uh, and the men involved, is there anything else that you wanted to add to that, boys? Um, no, I'm pretty sure. Well, actually, what I will say is, like, I know it's not Korea, this is just general, but I am such a huge fan of what, Graham Arnold's trying to do as a for a playing style, that pressing, the rec mm-hmm. style. I'm such a huge fan of that. I think we should have been doing that ages ago. And I, I, I really tried to implement. I really like that there was all this nonsense about you know Graham Arnold not being the coach and, and people people just sort of attacked him as soon as he was appointed. But um, oh, he's I the think, perfect coach. I was a fan yeah. of it from the get go. 
Yeah, I think um, I, I, I was even a little sceptic myself, but I think we've all really hopped on board now, and that can only be a good thing. Um, yeah. honestly, his, his, his system is, is right and it, and it does fit the team. I completely agree. Alex, um, Marcel, uh, what, what do you make of, of Arnie and the, and the system? Look, I'm still unconvinced only because the opponents that we've versed, save South Korea, aren't necessarily world beaters. We need to come up against a very strong side, uh, like a, a side like your Japan's, side like your Saudi Arabia's teams that are actually going to contend in the uh, Asian Cup in January to see what our true mantle is like. So, sorry, look, so, sorry. South, yeah. Korea's, South Korea is like more of a favourite than Saudi Arabia is, but sure. <laughs> All right. Well, Think of it this way. It was a second-string South Korean side, and we can only yeah, draw right. one or in the death right. of the game. I, I, I mean, yeah, sure, I, I get that that was your point, but, I mean, you, you didn't really really word it right, because South Korea are one of those strong sides. That we oh, yeah, yeah, don't, do. don't get me wrong. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. When, when they had their first 11 out, they, they could yeah. beat anyone on any given day, but yeah. they put out a second-string side, and we could only beat them uh, – sorry, we can only draw with them one or at the death. But in saying that, there is still time, and I do – because it is Australia, I do have faith – that we will, that he will come good at the end. Yeah. And you can only play what's in front of you. Exactly. So. Right. I uh, yeah no it's 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 a it's a good point and um you know he, he he seems to actually be very composed and we can only credit him for that. So we move on to uh, uh what was it Tuesday night in uh, in Sydney ANZ Stadium thirty three thousand two hundred and sixty eight showed up. Um, somewhat of a disappointing attendance, but we don't really need to, to focus that much on it. Um, I actually want to dilute the conversation to our opponents, Lebanon, because, Marcel, I think you'd actually have quite quite, quite a bit to say. Um, and I, I, pretty, I pretty much just want to, want to talk about, about them, what we, what we made of them, just, just very briefly, and what they can do in their group, because they're, they're facing a Qatar side that uh, no one really rates, a North Korea side that is absolutely plummeted, and a Saudi Arabia side that had a terrible World Cup. So what do you think of Lebanon's chances? Okay, in, uh, specifically in the Asian Cup, I do think that they have a very good chance to go through into the second round, to the round of 16. Um Historically, look, you have to understand, uh, a couple of years ago, Lebanon sank to as low as in the mid-140s. This is only going back like maybe about four years ago. It's the lowest that Lebanon had ever reached uh, in the World Cup standings, if you follow that. Now, since um, 2006, 2016, sorry, we've been pro- progressively, I, I say we because I am of Lebanese descent, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, we've been progressively winning and drawing a lot of games. In fact, in the space of two years, we've only lost one game against Kuwait on the 12th of October, and it was, it was only a one-nil loss. Even though we've even though we've versed teams like you know Kazakhstan, Equatorial Guinea, Malaysia, there's still wins and they're still progressive. There is a uh, a feel about this Lebanon team that this is the best team that the Lebanese national team have had in a while since the early 2000s when they actually hosted the Asian Cup in uh, the year 2000. Even though they didn't, they didn't get out of their group, they were still, at that time, very good. Now, I feel that this is an even better side than that team that hosted the games. Um, there's a I... lot of players, and even though they are mostly within the uh, Lebanese Premier League, which, by all accounts, is a very much a, semi, a semi-professional league, 
Um, there are players that play overseas in Japan, in Croatia, in England, in Greece, in America, and in um, Sweden. So there is talent there. It's just it's very raw talent, and it just needs time to work together. You know, I, I, I completely agree. I, I wouldn't quite use the uh, golden generation tag, but I, I think there actually are a few names that actually pop into mind um, as someone that follows a lot of that sort of, you know, I don't want to call it hipster football, but more of those unknown leagues. I, I, like there are a few names in that in that squad that actually popped to mind, and I think, um, you know, this this particular particular squad can actually go on and do some damage. I think getting a group that week is just an absolute like it's 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 ridiculous. Look, like, it's very lucky. I'll be very honest. It was very lucky that we got a group like this. Like Saudi Arabia, we probably won't beat them because they oh. are themselves a very strong squad. But we can definitely beat North Korea. We've beaten them in the past. We beat them recently 5-0 um, in order to qualify. And, um, yeah, in Kuwait, you know, Kuwait is an unknown quantity. Qatar. Uh, sorry, Qatar. Sorry, my bad. Qatar is a very, is a very unknown quantity. Uh, we have all the more rights and reasons to, to, to challenge and beat them. You know, I agree. They, they did beat Switzerland 1-0 recently, but I, I wouldn't read too much into it, I think. And because, of course, the third team will get through, so even if there is a, a bit of a disastrous loss to the Saudis, um, they're still looking pretty good. So all favour to them, but uh, we don't really need to talk too in-depth um, about a side that isn't the soccer is. We'll, we'll get back to it. So Robbie Cruz uh, and uh, who was... Who? Sorry, I've actually forgotten. There were, there were two players dropped. Uh, Robbie Cruz. Um, Rogic and, and Cruz. Yeah, Rogic. Yeah, Rogic. It was Rogic. Yeah. Uh, so Rogic and Cruz were dropped, of course. Uh, it was Tim Cahill's farewell, and then we obviously had uh, Al Mobil come into the starting lineup. Ryan Grant as well. So with the three 0 win, what did we make of it? Um, good performance. Um. They just did what they had to do. I mean, they were a bit scrappy, but that's what you usually are like, especially in the second half when you've got a 2-0 lead. It's a friendly game, so you can't be perfect. But I was impressed. Good to see the new boys get their debuts too in Jimmy Jago and Ryan Grant. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jago uh, yeah, came off the bench. That was um, something that Joel Frucci from DFS was a big advocate for because he had eight consecutive caps without an appearance. So About was, three years later. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course as well. Um, I guess I have to address the elephant in the room, begrudgingly. Um, Tim Cahill coming on for the stint that he did, I'm assuming both of you are sort of okay with it. Um, my biggest problem was, was pretty much that it, it wasn't sort of long enough because if you're going to give a tribute to a player like that and the game was dead, I think he, he did come on for, for the good, what, 10 minutes, but he, he had like, what, one touch or something like that? Yeah, he so, had opportunities yeah. for kind of uh, went over him, and I think he had maybe one or two touches. But yeah, it's 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 not enough. I feel like they could have probably done a bit more. And I think we're all happy with the side and what they wanted to do. And on top of that, we're playing Oman in a pre-Asian Cup friendly. I'm I'm not actually sure where specifically it is, but I know we're playing I Oman. I heard so Dubai. Dubai. I heard Dubai. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, of course, the UAE are the hosts um, of the tournament. No idea what city our base camp will be in. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no Dubai. That 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 seems that seems um perfect then um, that we didn't actually play on on the uh, UAE's soil. So with that, you know, I, I guess it, it was it was a bit of a it was a bit of a farce in the fact that no one seemed happy with it before, and people weren't like furious about it after. But none of us seemed to really be overly satisfied with what we saw. 
Would you agree with that, or, or were you okay I, I would I would have been okay if he got maybe 15 minutes, because uh, yeah. I think it was only on for the last 10. But just to give him something was, to do, um, you know, touch the ball a bit more, to actually get a bit more involved. Because at that point, it was already 3-0. The game was dead. Lebanon, even though they pressed really well in the second half, it didn't look like they were going to score. As much as I wanted them to, they weren't going to score. And I thought, just to give Cahill just that send-off that he does deserve. Like, you know, people are very polarised um, about him. Either you love him or you hate him. Regardless, you have to take aside what he's done in regards for his clubs, put aside what he's done for the national team. And for a national team, there's no one in recent memory that's probably better than him. Like, he's our highest goal scorer, 50 goals in 108 games. So I think probably a bit more of game time would have been good, but, Yeah. The, the Socceroos have been around for 96 years, and only he has scored more than 50 goals. I mean, it, 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 it puts it into perspective. He, he, he deserved that send-off, and um, to only see him get two touches in the end was, was disappointing, but look, it is what it is. Um, and I can understand why Arnie did it as well. Like, it is about Asian yeah. Cup prep. I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to see him get another 10 minutes or so, but it look, is I, what I it can, is. Like, I, I understand can, why. Yeah, I can definitely I can definitely look at it both ways. Um, but I guess either way, I'm kind of looking from the other perspective and thinking, oh, well, that was kind of a bit disappointing. But uh, it, it is what it is. Well, I, I think one. the reason why is because it was marketed as Cahill's farewell game. That's yes. What, if it was a normal friendly between Australia and Lebanon, fine, the last 10 minutes would have been perfect for him. But because every marketing promotion was Tim Cahill's last game, come see Tim Cahill play his final game in his hometown. Great, two touches on the ball and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Look, it was and the thank you presentation. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for the good work, good memories. The the worst part about that was they they hung up the big I don't know what to call it that big curved thing that said thanks Tim on it, like the, yeah. the big the big yeah, thing on the stage. He was there. He was up there for like two seconds. Received like a ball in one of those weird boxes. Shook Gallop and, and Niku's hand. It's a bit of a joke that Niku was there in the first place. How long have you been on the FFA board? About two fucking seconds, and you're already there. And it, it just uh, that that frustrated me. And then they tore the bloody thing down immediately after he walked off. Like, what? What are you doing? Anyway, look, I'll move on. Um, Martin Boyle was up front. He stole the show, even though it was marketed as Cahill's um, farewell, of course. Um, so, obviously, with Boyle, we're all wrapped up in excitement, and Alex, you've advocated to have him on the wing. One thing I would propose is having that diamond shape, having Moy in the defensive position, running the ball, and then having Boyle actually play up front with J-Mac because they know each other's game well, they train together, play together at Hibs. There's no reason why that partnership wouldn't work. And due to, due to Macca's drought at the moment, I think he'd be doing himself a world of good to be playing alongside one of his, one of his teammates, a club, club teammates, that is. Um, do any of you agree with that notion, or, or what's the thoughts? I mean, you can do it, but I like having a bit of a physical presence up top. I mean, I don't think... Both of McLaren and Boyle aren't that physical. Like, if you had someone like like a Naboot, he he runs at defenders. He can, he has a bit of strength compared to J Mac at least. I mean, you could it just it depends. I don't know if that would work or not, but I mean, you could always try it. It's up to Arnie at the end of the day, but yeah, yeah, I agree with that as well. Hmm. Uh, okay, well, I was hoping to make that a bit more of a discussion, but fair enough. It, it's definitely his choice, and, and, and it is an unlikely notion to push. So 
maybe I'll just move on with that. Uh, someone that impressed me was Ryan Grant on debut. I think he, he very quietly went about his business and he achieved a lot. Um, who else impressed you guys? I'm going to say Degenek. Degenek did very well. Look, it was very unlucky he didn't get the second goal because he did everything in that yeah. header. He jumped up high, lost his marker, hit the underside of the of the of the crossbar, and it just so happened that Boyle was there. Don't get me wrong, good positioning for Boyle to be in, but that was Degenek's goal for all all purposes. Like where I was sitting, you thought that the ball had hit the po hit the sorry crossbar and gone in after it, but replays show that obviously that Boyle got it. But I thought Degenek did his job very well, very quietly as well. And, you know, was a mainstay in our defense. It was one of the reasons why that Lebanon, as much as they pushed in the second half, just weren't able to, to, to get through. Milos is in some bloody decent uh, club form as well for, for Red Star Belgrade as well. Obviously, he tore apart Liverpool in that one Champions League game. But um, Belgrade being one of the biggest clubs in, in not just Serbia, but Eastern Europe. Um, absolute raps for Milos and what he's been able to achieve there. I think he even he even he even dreamed of playing for the club as a kid. So like, yeah. full power to him. Full power to him. Dream. Also, fun fact: something I noticed last night. How long has it been since you've said both our starting centre backs both playing the Champions League this season? That's that's very true, but I would, don't want to put too much. Uh, raps oh, no, it's just, just a, because oh, just because of how Sainsbury has been playing oh, no. and the fact that he, he scored the own goal. But, you yeah, know, it's, oh, it's, 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 it's yeah, wonderful. that's something I would like to bring I would have brought up as well. But I'm just saying it's just a nice little, quiet nice little bit of information. No, it's, yeah. a, it's a wonderful start. Um, it's got to be a little positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. Um, so, what, so just a question. What do we think about Sainsbury as captain? Milligan as captain. Yes, yeah, Milligan's sorry, been named to captain. Yep. Uh, well, I am a big advocate for this because Milligan is the last standing member of the Golden Generation. Yeah, he didn't play all that much, but it counts for it counts for something. Um, he's the most experienced player in that squad. Like, that's a perfect choice for me. And his yeah. vocal, his cap, club, club teams. It was just a natural choice for me. Yeah, he, he made he made his international debut in 2006. And when did Sainsbury make his? 2013, like, 2014. Right, so you've got seven years of international play that's the difference there. I mm. mean, w- w- uh, sure, he Sainsbury's... Made a bit, his debut in 2014. There we go. Eight years, even worse. So Sainsbury is probably more likeable as a person, but that doesn't mean that he is more capable as a leader. And, I don't uh, see Sainsbury as a leader. I reckon yeah. Matt Ryan should be captain once a uh, million goes. Goalkeepers as captains, that's a... That's I know, a, that's a whole other conversation, but that's yeah. just... That's what I think. Anyway, go on. No, I just think Milsey has Milsey has, has the international experience. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's been there and, and done a lot. And uh, he, although he won't probably be a long-term solution, he still deserves it more than anyone else in the squad. So... Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think um, full power to him and, and, and well done on the appointment um, from Arnie or whoever it was that decided. One thing I want to advocate, one thing I want to advocate, sorry, Mustard. No, no, continue, sorry, you just read my mind there, sorry. No, no worries. One thing I was going to advocate for that I've written down on my notes and forgot to sort of bring up, um, I want Aaron Moy off corners. He has been terrible at Who delivering. Else did you put there, but. Yeah, what? look, oh, I didn't think that far ahead, eh? Um, yeah. Well, he was the one that set the, um, the, the corner for uh, Degenak. Yeah, that's right. 
Ah, uh, you've you've got me. Look. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, I am an absolute twat. Uh, the Kuwait game, there was no there was no decent delivery at all. Uh, and uh, again, I didn't I didn't see the career game at all in depth. But even even during the World Cup qualifiers, like uh, there was he was making a lot of particular uh, mistakes with the dead ball. And uh, I think you know. It, yeah. There probably isn't a suitable replacement, but he needs to work on it at the very least. Yeah, well, yeah. Look, I don't know. Just uh, we, I think we need something more, more consistent, I guess. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, not really anything else I can push for there, unless anyone else has any other comments on that particular topic. But I, I brought it up, so no, you wouldn't. Uh, I'll just <laughs> just move on. Um, where do we sort of go to from here, knowing full well that we only have one more game to the Asian Cup? You know, do do we do we think that Arnie is settled? Do we think the team is settled? Look, me personally, I don't think just yet. Um, I still think it's just it's still an experimental squad, like the squad that was against Lebanon. It's, it is still very experimental. Um, like our biggest problem, as we've kind of pointed out in the beginning, is where are the goals going to come from? Yeah, and we need to kind of sort it that looks, issue out. It looks like we've sorted that issue with with Martin Boyle, but maybe he's just had a good run against some semi-quality opponents. Um, the experimental thing, I honestly don't have too many issues with it um, because if you look at, and I, I, I don't mean to sort of just bring them into the equation, but with the Matildas, what Alan Stadjic has done there. He's constantly, like, he's, he's unintentionally sort of rotating and experiment, experimenting so much to the point where teams are sort of getting startled by it. And many people are saying, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's okay, I, I guess. But he's also, he's, he's genuinely still questioning his, his team. Uh, and we've got a very important World Cup coming up, obviously, in 2019 as well. Uh, and, and with that, you know, I, I don't know whether it's the best tactic, but that's that's them. And I just wonder, with this Asian Cup, will it work for Graham Arnold? Because, you know, uh, perhaps men's football is something entirely different in that sense. But do you think we could get the better of, of, of some of these tougher sides like Japan and, uh, and South Korea, uh, Iran, with heavy rotation in the squad? I don't think so. I reckon there needs to be a bit of stability. But... Then again, in saying that, even with stability, I don't think we can win it this time around. I think semi-finals would be a good push. That'd be a good uh, result, in my opinion. But I think our, our biggest worry is more to do with the fact that it's being played in Arabian conditions, and yet yeah, it'll be the their winter. Gulf, yeah. But I, I, I don't care. There's still something about football in a part of the world where. If you're from, if you're from, geez, like like a, a Saudi Arabia, if you're from Iran, if you're from Syria, you're going to get the advantage playing in somewhere that's very similar to your natural habitat than you know playing in playing in Australia or, or Japan, for example. Um, and part of me thinks that's the reason we won the 2015 competition in the first place. But oh, it was definitely a factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I think we're really going to have to work extra hard. Um, I mean, look at our group. It's three Arabian nations. Yes, Palestine are incredibly weak, but, 
you know, it's and, and Jordan and Syria both beat us in qualifying at one point. So we, we really have to be aware of that. And I think Graham Arnold's going to get caught up by it. So to be honest, I, I don't see us winning, but that, that that absolutely was not the, the question I asked in the first place. The question I asked was about, more and more about the lineup and the stability. And oh, um, no, I, I was guess, just mentioning because it was brought up and I'm like, yeah, well, no, I was just. just I got sidetracked. I got sidetracked, and the conversation went a different way. But but obviously, on the point of stability, I think we're still lacking. So I'm I'm worried as as to as to where we look because you bring someone like Grant in, but he actually plays quite well. You bring someone like Degenerk in, he plays well. You bring someone like Boyle in, he plays well. The headache becomes bigger, and I just wonder where Graham can go from here. So I mean, well, it's not a bad headache to have. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good thing to have. Look, think of it this way. Um, Lebanon's team yeah, were but, uh, very settled. Look, it's, okay, it's, 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 it's it's a positive thing, but it's the stability that we want, is it not? Yeah, true. I'm saying like the right. Lebanese team, they were very they're they're very settled because like the, the, the their coach has gone through their players and now they've settled on like a decent twenty three. And like I said before, they went on a run of, of at least two years without a loss, and they skyrocketed like fifty sixty places. Now Australia, we need that stability because we we need, we actually we just need to defend our title then that, that's all that comes to it we need to strike fear into our opponents and saying that we are here and on that point that you mentioned that we're playing basically on their home soil even though it's not the united emirates reversing the conditions are very much their 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 country's conditions we're going to be the odd ones out mm. so we need to adapt to them so we need to find that kind of stability that says that you know this is australia and we are here yeah, no, exactly. And um, I just question what players can actually do that. Milligan is captain, and Milligan played for Banayus in the United Arab Emirates for a few years. So that is actually perfect. But who else has experience in that area? Can you can you think off the top of your head? Um, Yerman plays for Al Ittihad in um, in Saudi Arabia. So there's that. Um, Surprising inclusion, perhaps. Say that again. Uh, he's, he's probably a surprise inclusion. In that yeah, sense. yeah. He look, he is a surprise inclusion. He'll make it in that squad. But other than that, not, not just not just in the else. squad, not just in the squad, but in, oh, the, in the eleven. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, maybe there's potential. Yeah. Um, is there anyone else? Uh, look, um, you have Aziz Bayic who's played in Turkey, but it, Turkish Turkey's not too dissimilar, I guess. Yeah, they, it's similar conditions. Um, but other than that, there's no one really that springs to mind that's played in the. Um, Middle East that could kind of adapt to that, um, you know, uh, conditions. Yeah, I mean, you got Brad Jones too, but he's not going to be starting. Yeah, obviously, he's an so. Al Nasser in um, Saudi Arabia, but he's he's not gonna he's not gonna play. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, geez, I I really worry for the Syria game because Syria tested us even on our own soil, and uh, yeah, they they are going to know their way around the UAE. So. That game particularly um, unsettles me. But actually, if we finish second, because of the fact that there's 24 teams and uh, and 16 um, spots coming through to that next round, it might actually be better for us on the original draw. I don't have the, the stats in front of me, so I can't actually look at it. But we might actually get a better run if we finish. Yeah, no, 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 this was the stat. We get a better run if we finish second, because on the two sides of the draw, Japan, uh, Iran... And Saudi Arabia, of all the favourites, all come in that top block, and only South Korea will be in the bottom block, assuming they win their group. 
Um, so if we finish second, we could have a much easier run to the semi-finals than if we finish at the top and face Japan, for example, in the quarterfinals. So we might actually be better off losing that Syria game, which is quite an interesting point, but it is what it is. Um, I guess we might conclude here. Any final comments? No, um, I just want to say, look, uh, Lebanon played very well. Australia did even better. Um, I'm actually, for me personally, it was kind of a dream come true to see Lebanon play against Australia in Australia. Um, I never thought I'd ever get a chance to see Lebanon actually play and to see both my heritage and my homeland play together against each other in Australia. For me, that was a... It was something that I always wanted to watch, and I'm glad that I that I that I got to see it. Well, um, I was I was thinking about making. I just I might as well say this um, in the episode. I was thinking about actually creating a, an Asian Cup special for full time. So, Marcel, if if we are doing a, a quick preview for for Lebanon, um, I would love to have a chat with you about about the team in in more depth. Um, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no. Who's, 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 who's the one to look out for in, in that team? I mean, I know we've just sort of seen them play, but perhaps, you know, they were a bit uncomfortable in the conditions. Who, who should we really look out for? Who's the, who's the weapon, Matuk? Okay, Matuk, Hassan Matuk, um, Omar Shaban um, for Bromley, your boy, you know. Yeah. Um, and also and also Basil Zredi, he plays for Hydrox Split. Um, good, uh, he's a young one, just recently uh, got capped for Lebanon. Um, there's a l- uh, a lot of potential in him. Um, but, yeah, there's just a lot of unknown uh, qualities in that squad that some people, obviously, if you don't follow, like you said before, these leagues, you just don't know who they are. There's a lot of potential coming through. And just on that note, it would be wise maybe for an A-League club who's looking for a cheap uh, Asian spot, uh, Asian visa player, to pick up a player from the, these parts of the world. Yeah, no, that that is a that is a good point. But I think um, we're very stubborn with our views on on the world of football, honestly. And um, I think it's it's just the A League's just going to be settling for more more and more English people. Although with the inclusion of Martin Boyle, perhaps we have a bit of a Scottish invasion coming up. But that that's a totally separate issue. Um, Alex, anything you would like to add before we we conclude? Um, just overall, I'm not really good for international football, but I was pretty entertained with Saturday night and Tuesday night. You know, I think I think it it um it satisfied uh, and it's got us confident. Um, but perhaps many questions remain unasked for the simple fact that we we played a Lebanon side, um, and we're looking to play higher quality opponents. Um, the Asian Cup is is going to be bloody exciting. Um, oh, when I can't wait for that. Yeah, no, it's 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 good. Um, so boys, that, that'll be it. The uh, international special. Uh, thanks for having your company. It's just been great. Just one more thing before oh. we go. Shout out to the Lebanese uh, fans that came out, and shout out to my hometown club, Salam Zarate. Say something in Arabic. Okay. Say goodbye in Arabic. Yalla there you go. <laughs> that was fucking fantastic. All right, see you guys. Thanks. Bye. thanks.